Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today's podcast was recorded live at the Cliffs of Moore Visitor Center in County Clare, Ireland. I'm sitting down with Catherine Webster, director of the Cliffs of Moore Visitors Experience. Hey everybody, it's Jody from Ireland Family Vacations, and I am sitting here in the Cliffs of Moore Visitor Center, um, actually in the cafe upstairs, with Catherine Webster, who is the director, did I get that right, director? That's right, yeah. Of the Cliffs of Moore Experience. Visitor Experience. Visitor yeah. Experience, so big long title, big job I imagine. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to it. Um, <laughs> we get a million visitors every year here at the Cliffs, so there's a lot, of, a lot to do. I can't even imagine. and. Now, the, the uh, visitor center we're sitting in is, is a relatively new building. Yeah, we opened in 2007, so, um, uh, and I suppose it was the second or third visitor center here. Originally, there was O'Brien's Tower, which mm -hmm. was built way back in 1835 by the landlord, Cornelius O'Brien, and he built it for visitors who he was bringing to see the cliffs. So, we like to think of that as the first visitor center here. <laughs> And then the second visitor center stood for, I mean, quite a while. Yeah, I guess um, it was built in the 70s, in the early 70s, okay. and it remained here up until 2005 when they started building this visitor center building. So um, this uh, this center is is actually we're actually underneath the hillside. Right. So we're kind of looking out the windows of the of the hill mm -hmm. um, in uh, towards the cliffs here. And and that makes it really unique in as far as visitor centers goes. Was one of the first that really incorporated the, the countryside into its design. Yeah. The the um, the design of the visitor center was done as a result of a architectural contest back in the early 90s. And the brief that was given to the architects was to try and find a design that wouldn't take away from the beauty of the cliffs. So the winning design was actually to put it underneath the hillside and not take away anything from the, the cliffs. And it, it just, it so seamlessly blends. But I mean, even your first visitor center in the 70s wasn't really when visitors started coming. There was a great story about basically an entrepreneur in the 50s, right? Yes, that's right. Well, there was a local man by the name of Dinny McMahon, and he actually emigrated to the States, um, and he decided uh, the, the Korean War was taking place, and he didn't want to be drafted, so he decided it was time to come home. Okay. And so he came home to Moher, to his home place, and he realized that tourism was starting in Ireland. This was in the, in the I suppose, about the mid-50s, somewhere around then. Mm -hmm. And he realized that um, tourism was a growing business, and so he got himself, he bought himself a peach cap, and he came to the Cliffs Moor every day, and he used to sell penny whistles and blackthorn sticks to the American tourists that were coming back in those days. And he also used to play the penny whistle, and he would talk to people, and he would tell them about the cliffs. And yeah, I guess he was our very first tour guide, very first visitor manager here at the Cliffs Moor. And I mean... I imagine that the land was probably privately owned at the time as grazing land, would it have been? Yeah, pretty much farmland. Um, in the um, the 70s, the, the land was purchased by Clare County Council, the okay. local authority, to sort of develop the visitor centre here. But it was all owned by, by private farmers. And indeed, an awful lot of the cliffs are owned by, there's 39 different landowners who own land along the Cliffs Moor. And, and that goes into my next question. Um, in the past years since the new visitor center has been built, an entire walking trail has really opened up along the entire cliff face. 
That's right. There's a 20 kilometre long, which is a 12 and a half mile walking trail from the village of Liscanor, which is to the south, to the village of Doolan in the north. And the visitor centre is more or less at the halfway point. So people who come to the visitor centre, they can start the walk here and do a section of it, or they can do the full walk um, from one of the villages. And it's a fantastic way to see the cliffs because it runs, for the most part, all along the cliff edge. So it's a really spectacular walk. It runs um, from Liscanor to Hags Head at the southern end of the cliffs, all the way along via the visitor centre and then on past O'Brien's Tower and down towards Doolan. And the majority of it, because I know um, a lot of people worry that, you know, the cliffs are going to be open and, and they really need to watch their children here. Now I know on the, the Cliffs of Mohar, um, actually official site there is a stone wall that's a good what four and a half feet tall i would say yeah maybe some three and a half foot anyway certainly okay. um it's made out of the local stone here so we have this um flagstone or, or slate that's quarried here at the cliffs Mohar. and the original stone wall was actually built by the the cornelius o'brien the same guy who built o'brien's uh -huh. tower um, and he built it all along the cliffs, I suppose, for safety to a certain extent, probably right. for the livestock that was oh. grazing along the cliff edge. Oh, yeah, you really don't want to lose that lifeblood. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> um, and so within our grounds, which we have about 800 yards of cliff edge pathways mm -hmm. and viewing areas and steps, and that is all incredibly safe so long as you stay behind the stone walls. Once you go out onto the cliff path, the, the cliff path has been designed so that it is running safely along um, you know, away from the edge. Some of it is behind a wall or behind a fence. Other sections of it are on the open cliff edge. Obviously, people need to take care, you know, when right. they're on the open cliff edge and just use common sense and not get themselves yes. too close to the exactly. edge. Um, now, what, if, let's say that somebody decides to walk from Doolin to the visitor center, um, but they don't want to go back. Are there, is there a cab service they can call or their cabs that are, would be here there, there are taxi work? there are taxi firms in the area but there are also a couple of options as far as buses so we have the public bus that runs from Ennis to Galway oh. will come via the Cliffs Moor and goes through Doolan as well and we also then have a local walk shuttle that's only started up in the last month oh. um, which actually runs from Doolan to the visitor centre to the um, Hags Head uh, car park as well and back oh, and forth nice. so people can leave their car at one mm -hmm. point walk part of the walk and then get a, uh, a bus And I back. imagine that's private and it's something that a need was seen for it and a business sprang up to take care of that. Absolutely. And you'll also find some of the accommodation providers also provide that service oh, okay. if, you know, if you're walking mm -hmm. at a time that doesn't mm -hmm. fit the shuttle buses. So they will also Lovely. come and pick you up. So Excellent. So in a lot of ways, um, the Cliffs of Moher have really um, created, uh, what would you call them? Um, there's a special name and now I've lost it, but just yeah, small I, I independent businesses Absolutely, spin-off spin businesses yeah. um, from the visitor center. I suppose we have, um, there's over a hundred people are directly employed here during the busiest part of the summer um, at the Cliffs Moor. So we'd be one of the major employers in the area and we also use an awful lot of local suppliers of various different kinds. But also, I suppose, with the people that are coming here, one of the things that we try to do is we work very closely with local tourism providers um, and local accommodation providers and so on to encourage the people who are coming here to the cliffs to spend longer in the area because this the cliffs are just the start of what there is to see in this fantastic part Very of the true. World. Well, and then um, especially in the last year, you've really noticed uh, the 
the Cliffs of Moher and the Burren create an eco park. And that's that's just in the last three years or so that that has come about. And since that has started, you've really seen a boom in the area, I think. And then obviously the Wild Atlantic Way yes. really helped with that as well. But it just seems that you've seen a boom in the area of, of eco-tourism and food tourism and, and just a, a real focus on the natural beauty and the natural the natural parts of, of County Clare. Yeah, I, I think the, the Burren and Clissomohar Geopark was, um, re, well, it received international geopark status in 2011, I think. I think it was 2011. And um, basically, that's a, a, a program that's recognized by UNESCO. And so within that area, there are over 60 tourism businesses, ranging from visitor centers like ourselves mm -hmm. to hotels, hostels, bed and breakfasts, um, everything to one-man walking guides or, or uh, small sort of activity companies. And we're all working together to encourage people to stay longer in the area, stay another day is one of our slogans, and also, but, but to make sure that our business, our tourism business is sustainable, so that it's, it's not just about sort of hitting the hot spots, the, the, right. the, big, the big bucket list spots like mm -hmm. the Cliffs of Mohar. Mm -hmm. It's seeing the real burn and seeing the real, you know, the, meeting the local people and getting out to, to experience the, the beautiful natural um, environment that we have here. Right. Well, and, and I remember when I first started coming to Ireland, I mean, you came over here for the cliffs. And then you kind of drove through the burn and, you know, you, you went to Pulnabrun Dolmen and then you left. Because there just, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot else here. So even in, you know, that 13-year span, it's changed so very much. But it hasn't really, it hasn't spoiled the area like, like tourism can tend to do if it's not done well. Well, I think the, the, the balance for us is we all live here. But right. this, is, this is our home place. And yes, we, we really want tourists to be able to come here and enjoy the place. But we want that to be sustainable. We don't want to see that it's just people bussing in and out for a very short space of time. Um, we, want, we want to get, you know, we live in a really beautiful part of the world. So, you know, if you're going to come here, come and spend a little bit of time. Right. Get to know us. Get to know our countryside. It's, it's a fantastic place. We found, you know, the last few years, um, as you say, there's a lot of activity-based tourism. Yes. So you have all of, you know, you have walking guides, you have kayaking, you have surfing, you have all of those sort of um, soft adventure things that people love to do, cycling, um, you know, all sorts of different types of activities as well. And you can get out into this fantastic, wonderful countryside and experience it. Now you mentioned surfing, which I think there's such a, a neat thing that happens off the cliffs that surfers from around the world watch for. Can you tell me about that? Yes, this is Aileen's Wave. It's, it's considered by the big wave surfers as one of the big waves to surf in the world. For those people that know about surfing, they compare it to Jaws in, in Maui in Hawaii. Okay. It's got a similar profile to that. And it's a big barrel wave that shows up maybe 20 to 25 days a year. It shows up off the cliffs of Moher, so off these 700 foot high cliffs. <laughs> and the wave appears, They most of the surfers get towed in by jet ski. Okay. And then when they wipe out, they wipe out at the bottom of the cliffs of Moher. So it's unbelievably spectacular it requires obviously you know a pretty skillful surfer to do it i have seen most of them as i said get towed in by jet ski but i have seen them paddling on i've seen the guys who can't afford to get towed out by the jet ski carrying their surfboards down the goat trail 
on their back. Um, surfers are all lunatics, and some, some of my best friends are surfers, so I can say that. But basically, you know, they'll do anything to catch a wave, and this is—it's incredibly spectacular. And some of the, and one of the best places to watch it from is just below O'Brien's Tower, where you have this amazing view oh, when imagine. it does show up. So, now, is there any? You know, obviously the surfers know when it's happening. Is there any? Um, you know, local news coverage on that. You know, this is this is coming, and let's go check out the surfers. And I think thing. Um, the, certainly the like the surf websites locally would have that okay. information, and kind of we would know because a lot of our staff surf, and you okay. know, uh, and we'd also hear from the guys in the area that are because we'll get a lot of photographers coming oh, to great. surf, you know, surf photographers as well. But um, I mean, they're tracking infra, uh, tracking weather systems by satellite and the tide systems right. by you know. They, so it's it's the really it's really a surfing insider thing. Very much so. Excellent. So what would you say um, are the top things, but after the cliffs, um, what would you say the top things in the area that people should really stick around for? Wow, that's it's a really like, difficult one because there's so many different options. No, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I, I love walking in the borough and I think there are some amazing walks. I think it is actually to go with one of the local guides who really can show you. I mean, there are plenty of walking trails that people can do by themselves, but if you go with one of the local guides, then you see so much more and you you, you get all the inside stories. So that's great fun. Um, I think I I think the kayaking is just incredible. You can go, go kayaking in, in Ballyvaughan Bay. Okay. For the more adventurous, you can actually kayak around the cliffs more. Um, there are boat <laughs> trips from Doolan, both across mm -hmm. to the Aran Islands and along the base of the cliffs. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you wouldn't want to come to County Clare without going to a music session. We have music sessions in all the pubs. We have daytime music sessions. We have early evening ones and evening ones. And then there's a Chakyol, which is a house of music okay. in um, Ennistymon, which is it, it's basically where people who want to go to a, a non-pub to see mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. performed and it's in a converted old church, and that's oh, on all right throughout the summer. Um, they have music sessions in there, and those would be, you know, local people who are, you know, just love their music and they want to go and perform. Excellent. Well, I so appreciate your time. I appreciate you staying late. As you can probably see behind us, the sun has gone down. The uh, the cliffs are now looking more like a shadow. Um, so thanks so much for watching. And thank you, Catherine. I, I so appreciate your time this evening. You're and very your, welcome. Your tour around, and and now it's time for me to go collect my girls from downstairs in the. Where, where are it, they at? They're in the cliffs exhibition, so I think they're. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think they they're making some more videos. They they have a postcard oh, yeah. from the edge and that they can fun. shoot. It's really fun. The exhibition area is absolutely incredible for kids. And uh, it's definitely worth a visit when you do when you do come to County Clare. Obviously, everyone wants to see the cliffs, but the the visitor center is exceptional for learning even more about the area. So thank thank you so much for listening to today's podcast from the Cliffs of Moore. For more information about the cliffs or County Clare, visit IrelandFamilyVacations.com. Choose Start Your Ireland Vacation Planning here, and then choose County Clare from the clickable map. Slang of